All right, Ingram Smith here for the Nolcast Instant Reaction Podcast. A couple of different things to look back over the course of the sporting day, but do want to start off the podcast by sending our best to uh, Keontae Johnson, the, the Florida basketball player who uh, went unconscious for a period there during the during the game, is uh, in the hospital and seems as though the more recent news has been more positive, but certainly I uh, hope the best for that kid and one of the more troubling moments that uh, that I've seen recently, if, if you did see that live. So, um, Florida State, pretty good day. Maybe the best day since uh, <laughs> since COVID came in and, and scrambled everybody's sports world uh, that's, that's taken place for Florida State. Uh, really nice victory on the hardwood. Uh, beating Florida yet again, uh, 83-71. A, uh, a nice game. Scotty Barnes is doing everything possible to try to keep me from uh, getting too far over my skis about that kid. But, uh, I mean, special. Really, really special. And the, uh, the series of dunks that occur in that game and the dunk that one MJ Walker throws down and then uh, walks over a UF player. That is a, that is. A little special moment there. Last year was probably the best basketball team I've ever seen, Florida State Field. Uh, Scotty Barnes may be the best player I've ever seen put on a uniform. And I know it's real early to say that, but that kid's something else. That's different. That is an NBA player who happens to be uh, playing his trade as a freshman in, uh, in Tallahassee. So... Last year's team got taken away because of COVID. Let's hope uh, basketball... Uh, the NCAA figures out what they're trying to do here. It's uh, a precarious situation that I don't want to spend the Instant Reaction podcast bashing the the NCAA and everybody else, but awful lot of time to get ready for this. Seemingly no real precautions were developed, or, or at least not precautions, but a idea as to how to manage uh, this. And uh, college basketball is going to be kind of a, a tough little tightrope to walk this year. So, uh, hoping that we get to see Scotty Barnes in his one season uh, in its entirety and a whole lot of excitement to be had about the basketball program in general. But we will turn our uh, attention to where it traditionally lies with the Nolcast, and that is the football program. Nice win today. It certainly had the, uh, you know, the back and forth that some of Florida State's games have had, and, and uh, you had an opportunity there to kind of let Duke Come back in that game, and obviously the uh, the hit that Dix and, and Gant combined to put on the quarterback kind of changes the trajectory of the game. But uh, a nice effort, and a conference win is a, a conference win. So uh, these instant reaction podcasts are brought to you by our friends at Homefield. Homefield makes a just exceptionally high-quality, kind of modern, vintage uh, clothing. I have bought, uh, I think, three orders now. Uh, going back and going through uh, kind of my own shopping list, taking care of some of the uh, Auburn people who happen to be in my family and also ordering an awful lot of their Florida State line as well. So uh, homefieldapparel.com, uh, Nolcast 20, get you 20% off your order and uh, just high quality stuff. I've ordered three different t-shirts, two different sweatshirts, um, and I've had them now for about two months or so, and they only continue to get better. So, um, you know, an, an explosive day for Florida State's offense, even more so than uh, than I think anybody could have really uh, predicted. And yes, 
there's some one-play drives at the end of the game that need to be backed out of this stat. But Florida State averaged, what, 8, 8.1, 8.2 uh, YPP against uh, Duke. And that is, again, uh, you know, that, that play where they kind of get the kid isolated, pass play, and then Toafili uh, responds with a, a one-yard run. And those are obviously going to skew, skew your YPP stats. But... Uh, if Travis is in there and he's healthy, then obviously there's a very different dynamic to this offense. And it doesn't mean that that is the forever solution, uh, but it does mean that right now it's far and away the best option they have. Uh, there were moments where you could kind of see uh, improvement in, in throwing the ball. Uh, still make some some decisions that you'd love to have back, but you know he's an incredibly dynamic runner and... Uh, Continued to give Duke problems, even you know as they made some adjustments uh, to him. So I don't really know what we can take away from a lot of this. I mean, I, I'm going to give you a real simple talk about. There's some nice buy in there. You know, you went through this, what has become an all too familiar routine where you kind of play a great first quarter, the other team comes back in the game. Uh, and then Florida State responded, and even you know, absent uh, the play that's made where they ultimately knock the quarterback out, um, it certainly seemed as though Florida State had kind of gotten its hands back around the the neck of the game. And uh, you know, anytime you you knock a quarterback out, it's it's going to be a big deal. But I, I have a feeling that that game was, you know, maybe not going to take quite the trajectory that it did, but it certainly felt like Florida State. Uh, had responded to Duke's run there, and um, you know you got two win t- two two win teams out there. Strangest year, hopefully, knock on wood, you're ever going to see in collegiate sports. Florida State came out, was focused, uh, had a higher level of uh, attention, and you know kind of a want to be there. It appeared uh, Duke responded. And Florida State responded, and it was uh, a nice thing to see. Again, we talked about this going into the game. This is not going to be something uh, that we sit here either tonight or Monday night and try to tell you that the, you know, this is the the start of the <laughs> the rebound, or uh, that this is the moment where uh, the climb really found its footing, took off, or whatever. No, no, you you beat a really bad Duke team in their final game of the year, and. Uh, you know, they, they did get off the mat some there, but um, subsequently, once they decided in the third quarter there that the uh, game was over, they decided that the season was over and it was just going to kind of go from there. So I don't want to completely take away from from what happened, but uh, you do have to keep in mind that, you know, this Duke team has been quite poor recently and has uh, ended the year in less than stellar fashion. But still, you know, you came out, you performed, uh, and you got to win. And, uh, you know, Louisville goes and beats Wake Forest today, and so who knows what you'll see next weekend. And again, even if you go up to Winston, um, the trajectory of this program will not be significantly altered uh, by getting two wins here in this uh, incredibly unorthodox season. But it certainly would be different than if you ended with two. Um, So a nice... Nice moment for uh, for the seniors there to go out, uh, have a nice day, leave Dope Campbell Stadium uh, as winners, and uh, you know just an awful lot of moments for 
real young players, and that was uh, nice to see. You can see some some nice pieces on uh, offense that hopefully you'll be able to continue to to build around. And then just switching over the defense real quickly, I thought uh, you know I thought the defensive ends played a, a decent game. Uh, we're able to uh, be felt. Uh, Emmett Rice is not spectacular, but uh, ap- you know up until the point where it looks like he either hyperextended or otherwise injured his elbow there. Um, you know, that is probably the most reliable player, at least in the front seven uh, of that defense. Uh, liked what I saw out of Dennis Briggs at times. That's a, a kid that's further along in kind of his process than I thought he was coming into the year. Um, so, you know, Dix is uh, – <laughs> uh, you, you really got to go back and watch the film on Dix because he's, he's just a specimen. Uh, but he's a, he's a specimen that can do some things, uh, both make some plays and, and looks like a college linebacker. And also, um, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a true freshman. He makes mistakes. He sometimes compromises the defense. I'll be, uh, interested to go back and, and really look at the performance that you had out of him. But, uh, Duke was a little bit more successful running the ball, uh, than I thought they were. If you were going to tell me that Duke was going to, you know, mount some kind of comeback, uh, would have thought going into that game that they were able to kind of confuse you and confuse responsibilities uh, in kind of some of their vertical passing game over the middle there and and kind of uh, put stresses on on different levels of the defense. Um, but really, they were able to run the ball much better than I thought they were going to. And again, that's something that you kind of got to go back and, and look on tape and see uh, exactly where some of the guilty parties were there. But uh, I don't know. I don't want to be too critical of anybody at this point. This is just such a absolute bizarre year that I'm, I'm, and I don't mean to make you know throwaway statements like this, but very pleased that Florida State was able to host uh, another football game. And if uh, things work out, you know, uh, good for them. They'll be able to travel to Winston next weekend and and end a year that. You know, we're all uh, pretty excited and, and kind of putting in the history books at this point in time. Um, some nice moments for the defense. Uh, Hamza Nazaldin continues to be, you know, the this defense is, I don't want to say necessarily built around the safeties, but certainly ask a lot of them. And if you've got somebody uh, with Hamza's ability and uh, knowledge of the game, certainly helps, helps make a lot of things look better. Uh, otherwise... It's also, you know, it's just great to see the sidelines uh, response to him getting that interception and, you know, look like 45 different people ran out on the field uh, to try to greet him. And, and that was, you know, particularly in the beginning of the game, that was noticeable. Florida State's, you know, broader program was kind of more keyed into the game from the sideline standpoint and guys that were either, you know, opted out, injured, whatever else. Um, you know, I, again, I'm not trying to tell you everything is – uh it's perfect uh, back there, but it would appear as though, you know, at least some of the optimism that was spoken about in some of the press conferences, uh, both before the game and some of the words that uh, Mike Norville's used here about, you know, choices being made and, and collective buy-in, that uh, yeah, maybe there's some, maybe there's been a couple positive steps in that direction. But, uh, you know, the year is what it is, and you're 3-6 and six at this point, and 3-6 and six after you know, being fortunate enough to not have to play Clemson in, in Florida. So I'm um, not going to try to 
tell anybody any kind of lies as to what's transpired in uh, 2020, but um, there are, you know, some nice positive aspects to kind of be found still in the, uh, you know, the collective, <laughs> the collective experience that has otherwise been massively disappointing. So good for Hamza Nasseldeen. I mean, I, I think we're all kidding ourselves here uh, if we don't just acknowledge that this kid is soon to play on Sundays and, um, Good for him. Hope he has a nice um, senior bowl there and he's able to transition into the professional player that he's certainly uh, projected to. Uh, there were stretches last year where Hamza was, uh, I don't want to say as dominant, but certainly as productive uh, of a player as I've seen at Florida State in quite a long time. So I want to thank all of our sponsors, uh, Louisiana Hot Sauce, the legendary team of Chad and Shannon Hamilton Home Loans, Good people of Congruity. Uh, contact Matt Lewis directly there. And it's Knowles at congruityhr.com. And then uh, people that have been with us since day one. Madison Social, Matt Thompson, his team. Just fantastic people for us to be able to partner with. And we'll uh, point you to the gift card deal that they have exclusively for Knollcast listeners. It's madisonsocial.com backslash Knollcast. Yeah, man. I mean, it's an opportunity to support a small business and, uh, you know, think of it as, if nothing else, buy the gift cards for yourself, uh, spend 50, get 75. Think of it as a uh, a fantastic down payment uh, that has been made on the uh, wonderful normalcy that hopefully will return once we're able to all meet uh, at Township Madso Centrale and kind of resume the game day activities that we're all so fond of. So great people to be able to work with, and we thank all of our sponsors for making the Nolcast possible. Big day for the running backs. I mean, just fantastic stuff for them. We talked about uh, the fact that we thought that the running backs had a a real chance to have a, <laughs> a day of significance. I don't know that we necessarily expected, uh, God, what was it, six different touchdowns across the board, six different rushing touchdowns. Um, Hats off to Treshawn Ward. Great to see a, a walk-on get a chance to come in, get a nice touchdown run, rip off another run of 28 yards or so. Um, just a great day. And you know uh, Corbin is not a, a flashy back, but he certainly seems to uh, to kind of be the solid option, particularly uh, when they get in that uh, wild, you know, kind of you've got like your explosive <laughs> wild cat back and and then you kind of have your guy that you get in that situation feel fairly confident that he can pick you up uh, you know two and a half to five yards every time and that's kind of what Corbin does so um, you know nice nice evening for Toe Philly we mentioned the long run uh, still otherwise um, decent night for him seven carries or 117 yards highlighted by the 73 yard one play drive that we mentioned uh, Corbin 16 carries for 72 yards uh, Ward had a nice night, as we mentioned earlier, and then obviously uh, your quarterback is you know, one of the more uh, dynamic runners on the field, and as such, I think broke uh, Charlie Ward's single-game season rushing record that had uh, otherwise held since 1992. So, um, nice evening for Travis. There's some, you know, some nice moments there. Uh, the pass that he hits to Wilson is uh, maybe the best throw that I've seen him make. Uh, you know, still has some work to do, 
but it, there did appear to be some legitimate progression, and that's a great thing to see. Um, just a, a small critique of Travis and, and something that I hope that he kind of picks up on um, as he goes through his career. And maybe I'm being overly critical of the young man, but, you know, it certainly is a guy who's going to have to deal with injuries. And I just love to see him make a little bit better, maybe cost-benefit analysis as to when it's worth putting himself in harm's uh, way. One play that particularly stands out on me is Duke jumps off sides. Uh, Travis ends up getting himself hit, and I think he's, I think he, you know, whether you want to say he's kind of feeling himself or if he gets dinged, I mean, you can tell he's kind of carrying it for the next four or five plays. Um, that's just not a play that you need to open yourself up <clears throat> for a hit on. Uh, you know, go down, get the five yards, and, um, you know, save those type of situations for, you know, third down must-haves or uh, opportunity where, you know, the you know make the, uh, make the juice worth the squeeze. And even on that play, I just... You know, I think the idea of picking up somebody eight or nine yards downfield, but giving yourself the opportunity to absorb a kill shot is uh, just not worth it. So, you know, hopefully that's something that he uh, kind of is cognizant of and continues to uh, to grow as a quarterback prospect. But a great night. Uh, on the whole, nice to see Florida State go to Doe Campbell Stadium for the seniors to experience a win. And... Uh, you know, the quicker that 2020 is behind us, the faster that 2021 comes. Uh, but hopefully Florida State can end with a victory uh, next week, find themselves at 4-6 uh, and six on the season, and uh, hopefully it is but one direction uh, moving forward. So, I'm Ingram. Uh, we will be back on Monday night to record a little bit more of an exhausted and extensive review of this game. Uh, as always, want to... Thank you guys for the support that you give both the podcast and our sponsors. Please, uh, whether it be Madison Social and the gift cards or our home field and the uh, apparel that they offer, uh, keep the people that make the Nolcast possible uh, as you do some of your seasonal shopping here. So, go Noles. We'll talk on Monday. And we can't, uh, we can't quite call it a full evening without noting what happened. To our good friends, the Miami Hurricanes tonight. Yes, 62 to 26. Let me read you off the stat line of the lesser performing running back. Oh, just 23 casual, <laughs> 23 casual carries for 236 yards for a swell 10.3 average uh, per carry, three touchdowns. Oh, but that was for one Mr. Williams. Mr. Carter chimed in with 24 carries for 308 yards, averaging 12.8 carries every time he touched, or 12.8 yards every time he touched the ball. Uh, solid two touchdowns for him. Uh, took you a little bit longer this year than it does normally, Miami, but mm, tough, tough performance.